What up, what up? Welcome to the Revenge of the Sixth episode of Scurry and the Scrub. I'm Maddie Marinas. He's Jordan Scurry. We're your hosts. Uh, yeah. See, we're back on Take cycle back. now. I knew, I knew once we got back on like schedule that last episode, we just like started talking about do rags and stuff that we would be, we would be back in the biz. That's why um, it's in perfect timing, man. It's in perfect time. We always catch our stride at the right time. Well, that's not, well, honestly, like most part, like we should just start recording our phone calls and like turn those into podcasts because then people would always have like our thoughts on the mind, basically, because it's not much I'm, different. I mean, that's how we figure out we should have a podcast, right? Yeah. When we would just like be on the phone for like two hours at a time, right. just talking about nothing, basically. Yeah. It's a just random space. thought train, right? It just like it goes from one thing to the other seamlessly without yeah. any, any rhyme or reason. It's like, yeah. oh, I called you because of whatever game. And then somehow we end on like foreign politics or like. Like I don't even know. Like we 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 go on tangent. We go on. We're, we'll be on movies for hours. Yeah, we yeah. we can talk about anything really. I mean, that's that's why we're here. That's right. That's what I love about this. Um, so we don't have. Sometimes we try to do like formats and uh, plan our stuff out, but I feel like those pods just get like I don't know. It doesn't feel real. Like it doesn't feel like a real conversation between us. So I think when we just hit record and start talking about whatever we usually talk about, that's when it feels like yeah. a real conversation. Let the, let the people hang out with us. Let the people that's right. understand yeah. why we're taking back the sixth where you and I were just like going off about topics. I gotta, I gotta give you full I gotta give you full credit for that. Like I, I'm I put it out there, but like that was all your your baby right there. That was a great line. So I can't Man, take I, I I just think it's an interesting day. I think it's an interesting day. Yeah. So we might as well have our fun with it because that's what everybody else is doing so I, we yeah. might as well and for me to have the most fun man it's me just chopping it up here with you so yeah i mean it's so a three-year anniversary it's the three-year anniversary of the dumbest the dumbest terror attack in u.s history right maybe is, is comedic, world, world history maybe the most comedic attack that attack say, that's why comedic. people died so i can't say comedic i just gotta say dumb like okay, I, well, if it, it's, yeah, it, it, it's not funny for point, everybody. Point, I'll, I'll go, I'll go, I'll go dumb because they. It's basically like thousands of people who can't do math showed up in D.C. all mad one day. Yeah, and tried no. to, tried to, and they, they got they got hot and they got out of control and things happened and now they're all now every time you see them they're just bitching about like, oh man, I'm a mother of seventeen and I have five cats and no job and I'm going to jail tomorrow. And then, and, and I'm like, and that's why, I, and, we're, and, we're, and we're all like, "Well, what'd you do?" And I was like, "Well, I was at the January 6th. Oh, well, then good. You deserve to be. <laughs> and that's why. How long are you going though? away for? I'm going away for three years. Oh, that seems light, but all right, enjoy. But that's why we had to call re- it. Yeah. Revenge. Get yourself. Of six. Get yourself a lot of books. Get yourself a lot of like calculators. Make sure you get your shit together when you come out because we don't need a repeat of that r- ridiculousness. And honestly, if you're listening to this pod right now, and anything we just said like makes you mad good <laughs> i don't i don't know i don't know anybody who's listening to this pod who that would make them mad but yeah. but they're all like man i'm checking is... out they they're not they're not true patriots like good see ya like yeah go ahead and go ahead and go ahead and click stop and block us yeah and whatever anybody who wanted creating content by now just go ahead and hop out <laughs> hop out this no. pod this went out no, you can stay we'll, you. We'll, we'll get you something later we're coming we're coming no, for you. no only worry. anybody who only wanted that today oh, yeah, sorry yeah. sorry but yeah no that's so that's why i wanted to call it revenge of the sixth because it's, mm-hmm. it's it was a worse 
attack than anything in it in Star Wars that I've ever seen. Even if we're just talking the acting, it was worse. <laughs> the... That it was it was worse acting than anything even in Star Wars. Okay. So like that's that's the comedic that's the comedic yeah. part to me, I guess. What's the here's here's a question for you that we probably should have thought about this beforehand because I think this could turn into something right here. What do you think? Like go through every Big East fan base right now. What percentage of each fan base is currently facing January six charges? Oh, like give me give me your top give me your top three Big East fan bases that have the highest percentage of January six charges. That's right a now. good one. Okay, okay. <laughs> I gotta think about this one. That's what I'm saying. We probably should. I, I just thought of it just now. We probably should have thought about that. That's before. no. That's a. Great I don't know how it just hit me though. Yeah, oh, let's just man. spitball here. So I'm gonna go. Nobody from Georgetown was there. Um, you think nobody? Ooh. You think nobody from Georgetown? Nobody from DC got like just went to the local think, mob because I'm I'm thinking that first. Like I'm thinking yeah. locally, right? I don't think I don't know. Maybe I don't know if I know enough about. Georgetown, but I don't. I don't think so. Yeah. You think you think Georgetown's even in the top of the Big East? I didn't think so. Yeah. So I don't know if they're in my top three. They're definitely in my upper half. There's no oh. way. There's no way. There's a small percentage of morons in the in in the Georgetown fan base. Like that's got to be. I know well, some Big of them. East. I know some of them I mean, are all like quote unquote like Patriots. There's got to be some Patriots in there. Like Providence, I think is the highest. I think Providence is like winning the league. Like outright, of with the percentage of January six convictions or charges. I was see, I was gonna go them or Xavier. Okay, Xavier's a pretty solid, <laughs> pretty solid one too. All we gotta Xavier's look up, you know, we gotta look up is just the lowest acceptance rate amongst Big East schools. That's I can tell you, Andrew, right now. I love the criteria. I love the criteria. Let me give you the twenty twenty. Jordan's, Jordan's getting. See, I love. I'm on my stats right now. Hold on. I knew you were gonna go super analytical with this. I love it. I love it. Right here. I think Providence. Acceptance. Oh, so the highest acceptance rate in the Big East. Wow, this is I don't know. If, yeah, see, I was on. So it's Xavier and St. John's with the highest acceptance rates. Oh, right. Marquette, actually. Sorry, Marquette is the highest acceptance rate Ooh. of anyone. Oh, there was definitely some musketeers out there. Oh, my gosh. Yes, yeah, there yeah, was. Yeah. yeah. I, I think that might be a solid top three. I think Creighton would be four. Like I, I would say Providence. Yeah, great like, would be four. I would say I would say I would say twenty seven percent of Friartown has January six. I don't know, man. Butler, Butler's up there too. Butler's up there too. Butler. So I would I, say I, like I might go like Marquette, Butler. Marquette's top one. No, I'm gonna go Mark. Uh, maybe maybe Xavier. Yeah. Xavier, Marquette, Butler. I'm that's my top three, and then probably Providence after that. I'm gonna go. I'm surprised Providence made it out of your top three. I would go. I'm gonna go Providence one because I've seen the way those people talk online, and there's no way there's not. Oh yeah, that's there's yeah, no yeah. way. No, they're, they're, there's yeah, no, no way there's not like twenty percent of the fan base like either wanted to be there and just like had a scheduling conflict or like actually went went above and beyond. You know, once they got there. We actually so like, have to look up. We, we got to look up what games were on that day. The, you know, actually, honestly, I'm asking the wrong question. It's not what percentage of the fan bases got January caught January six charges. It's what percentage of the January six charges, like per fan base, kind of. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, of charges. Your, of all the charges. If you're going charges, yeah, Providence caught charges. Top three. Uh, 
If you're going Probably charges, stuff. I don't know if I don't know if Marquette was getting charges, but they was out there. They was out there. They was they was keeping it. Cool. I don't know like, if they was getting charges. They didn't break that's the good, barrier. That's a good saying. Jesuit like, school. That's a good Jesuit school. They wasn't doing too much, but they was out okay. there. They were they were they were like causing a ruckus, but they didn't cross the barrier. Is what you're saying? Right. Okay. Yeah, I, I would say my top three are Providence. De- yeah, I would agree with Xavier for sure. And then, yeah, Xavier. Them. Man, it's so tough to like. It's so tough to like get St. John's out of there, but there was some musketeers. There was Golden Eagles out there. There was. I've seen my I've seen my mentions with like Creighton fans. I can like, see. There's a lot of there's Couldn't a lot of Trumpers. See? I could actually there's some see. Trumpers. There's some Trumpers in like in like the Creighton like fandom that oh, I yeah. think I think would have rode hard for that dude. But I don't know if they would. I don't know if they're all like if they're if they got enough cash to get out to the DC for that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so that's what I mean. It's a long I trek. Do. If you think about it though, you know it's messed up. If you look at all the Big East mascots, like those mascots look like they could have been there. Like all if you've seen a Xavier Musketeer, mascots. you don't know. Yeah. I'm talking about like the our top five. Like if you yeah, did, yeah. if you saw a Xavier Musketeer or a Friar at mm-hmm. that event, the mascot. I'm saying specifically the mascot. I don't even think you would. I don't even think you would think twice about it. Like oh yeah, wouldn't bat an eyelash. That, that, that belongs here for sure. That's one of us. You've seen that golden eagle running out there. You wouldn't be like oh that's. Weird. If you've seen a blue jay, you wouldn't be like oh that's weird. You'd be like you know yep. definitely. You know who definitely looks like what's what's Red Storm's name? Johnny is that what the is that Johnny is the mascot's name is Johnny. That bird no, looks like red. it's. He looks like a commie. It's too red. Yeah, it's not. Too, oh, <laughs> he looks like he does some evil shit though. And the and it and looks dibs. evil. It looks like an evil commie, not a not dibs. A, dibs not. for DePaul. Dibs for DePaul looks like the the one I would least suspect of getting into trouble. It looks he looks the most innocent, even though he's actually a devil or a demon. Or yeah, whatever. he's too. I he mean, just, maybe that's maybe that's where DePaul's problem lies. He's too nice of a blue devil. He's a nice devil. Oh like, yeah, he's a, a nice. It's an oxymoron. There, there's like oxymoron a nice demon. A basketball he just, team. He just he just haunts you to like hang out and make friends. He doesn't like <laughs> haunt you to like ruin your life and yeah stuff like that. He's an like unconventional DePaul, yeah. demon. Yeah, like DePaul haunts you where it's like if you ever lose to them, it's like, oh, that's terrible. But it's like they're no threat to the NCAA tournament or anything like yeah. that. Yeah, he's a he's like a friendly neighborhood demon. He doesn't he he died peacefully, but he just like didn't make it to heaven. You know what I mean? He was that's like it. he just didn't have the qualifications. He was like he was like one <laughs> he was like one class he was like one credit. He's score. like he's a he's like one tier above like real like hell hell like yeah. he's like he's in like he's in limbo between like here and there he's he was like the quite... dude yeah he like egged enough houses, just enough houses to not get good enough grades and focus on like school but not enough trouble to yeah. like warrant going to hell so he's like, like, a, he's like, like yeah like a naughty list like made the naughty yeah. list one too many times kind of kid he's more like a disappointed like he's like a more like a disappointed disappointment child than a bad yeah. child you know what i'm saying yeah that's he the wasn't kind of demon. like that's the kind yeah. of demon Dibs is. Yeah, so, that's too yeah. bad. Who else? Well, yeah, happy, ha- yeah, happy, know, happy yeah. January sixth to everybody who celebrates in prison. Um, shout out to you guys and amongst Enjoy the Big your... East. And amongst the Big East. Yeah, all the Big East January sixth Patriots out there. Shout out to you guys. Enjoy your, enjoy your solitary confinement if you're listening. <laughs> and for everybody that you know has a normal operating brain. Um, the rest of the pod will be for you, because uh, Creighton's playing playing Providence on what tomorrow? Now this is yeah we're recording this on Friday, so tomorrow afternoon, Jason Fryas 
going to going to work against each other um, at CHI. Providence down Bryce Hopkins for the year. Big, big development. Sad for Bryce because I don't know. Do we feel like uh, – do, do you hate it? I hate it. I know I you're a former it. player, so you definitely hate it. But, like, I think some – there's, I can't, I'm not going to lie and say like some fans probably are like, oh, thank God. Like, cause that's a, that dude's a problem, you know? Like, if you're thinking selfishly about your own team's chances of, of winning games and whatnot, like having Providence be, having anyone in the Big East be worse because of an injury or whatever probably like benefits teams, but I hate it. I honestly just wish it was like best versus best all the time. And I hate, honestly, I hated the injury. I hated seeing it. I hated hearing how much pain he was in. Like, that made me sick. Yeah. Um, so that's tough. Like, how do you, I don't know. How do you feel about injuries? Do you, they hit you like only one way? It's just like sick and you hate it, or do you? Yeah, like, they're bit, tough uh... too. And and it's hard as it develops early, like, especially just in this one. It unfortunately brought me back to a lot of what happened in Maurice my freshman year, just because it's like an injury where you think, like, on the court, like, I, I, I just thought initially when it happened to Maurice, like, oh, ankle or just a tweak where it's like, okay, something we can play through or something that might just like be an injury where you know obviously you can just fight through it but well, i thought Maurice like, was Bryce, a dude who went down a lot too like yeah and he always and he, he did he did come mean? back too in that game at Xavier, yeah. you know so um just like watching uh bryce go down like initially initial thoughts were like it's we it's so weird how like your brain gets conditioned like you're saying like as an athlete where i'm thinking when i saw him go down i'm like i saw how bad it was and i'm like oh i hope it's his ankle like, I hope it, like, because I was like, oh, his ankle, yeah. like, if it's a bad ankle sprain, like, at least he'll, like, be able to come back from that. So, like, even just brain being conditioned, think worst case. Um, but it's just, it's tough because, obviously, you see the kid in pain, and then, obviously, it goes where we find out he's done for the season. It's an ACL thing, which is just always the worst because it's just, like, you, it's a long road, and, you know, just mentally um, what someone's going to go through in that. And so just trying to be, be there for them. And so just initial thoughts were the same, like as what happened to Maurice, because it's just a deflating feeling and having a player uh, of his caliber um, that fuels your team like he was for Providence. Uh, obviously, they were off to a pretty good start. So it just, it's deflating and I feel bad for those guys. Um, but yeah, man, it's, it's just, it's, it sucks because it is part of sports. Like you, I'm, I wish it was best on best all the time. Um, it's just not how it goes. Not how it goes. Story. Yeah. Yeah, and just if you know, if you're wondering what the impact of like Bryce Hopkins is, obviously, like the you know raw stats tell pretty obvious story there that he's that they're gonna have to do some creative things to replace that impact. But I mean, you know, they're they're gonna lose a lot. Honestly, they haven't been that great offensively this year. Um, yeah. Their defensive resurgence has kind of been the key to their success so far this season, and he's been a big part of that. When you look at their you know, they're kind of the way they defend and then look at their on-off splits when he's on the floor and when he's not on the floor, you know, they still have Devin Carter, who's still, you know, probably right now the the favorite for defensive player of the year in the conference. Um, but they're, they're going to miss a lot on that side without Bryce because he's so physical and they don't have great rim protection. So they need like big bodies that can win one-on-one matchups and like make – um, teams take like tough twos in that 10 foot, 15 foot range. You know what I mean? I think, you know, one of the things that started to become a little bit of an issue for them is when you get past like the point of attack for Providence, 
they don't have a shot alterer down there. Um, so you can score on them inside, you know, you can score on them if you get into the paint, even though they, uh, you know, even though they have their defensive metrics are really good, but like Bryce is a big part of that. Cause he's a big body, like, you know, six, 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 seven, two twenty. Like you may, you feel him when he's, when he's guarding you, when he's playing you. And so they're going to lose a lot of physicality on both ends of the floor. He was averaging like two offensive rebounds a game. He gets to the free throw line a lot. So like, he makes you feel him. He's that type of player, like over a 40 minute game, like you, he like wears you down because of the physical toll it takes to play against him, you know, up and down the floor. So I'm, I, I don't know what they're going to look like without him, but I know like these, that, that's what this, that's what sports is about, especially college sports. Like someone goes down and they've been playing a certain role and a key role and a prominent role. And a lot of the stuff that Providence has done is kind of facilitated through him both on, on both ends of the floor so now it's an opportunity for someone to step up, you know, and not like they don't that player, whoever it is, doesn't have to like fill the complete void of Bryce Hopkins. But if they fill like 40 to 50 percent of it and then everyone else around them gets like incrementally more impactful, like you can replace what he did by committee, essentially. And I think that's kind of the game plan going forward for Providence. Right. Like you you can't expect. Corey Floyd or a Rafael Castro, we're probably gonna you know slot into the the main rotation more to fill Bryce Hopkins' production. But if they can, you know, step up and produce at a you know at a relatively reasonable level, everyone and then everyone else around them gets a little bit better. That's kind of like how Providence has to do this, right? How they have to approach that that way, don't they? Definitely, and not to keep drawing so many parallels but that's why every reason you just highlighted is why it's similar to how maurice went down where it's there's no other player even in the conference like him um i i thought just i'll say it too, like i thought hopkins was going to win player of the year again this year if he just kept up at a rate or like exploded just in played like similar to how he played last year. I just think there's no one like him in the conference. And that's why you can't just replace him with one guy, like with Maurice. Like remember we never replaced him with just one guy. It was obviously we had Davion, we had Z play some of the point. Tyler Clement came in some played some of the point. We switched it up a lot. Even Ronnie was running some point, I remember at that point. Um so yeah, it has to be by committee and even just looking at what Providence has, obviously physically they don't have anybody like him to be able to like be that body uh, that can kind of like bang and also be the slashing wing um, that he is, but you have guys who can do parts of his game. So it's like, I'm interested to see how they'll fill that in, especially uh, with running the flex. Cause obviously that's where he thrived with. Obviously well, they don't, they don't run, the, they don't run the flex anymore. They got Kim English now. So the flex is the flex is in DC. Well, I mean, just like, Having the, I mean, like their high low game, just getting the ball yeah. inside because yeah. they ran a lot of. We, we, what's the? Uh, other Josh Adoro is their new big man. He's kind of like point yeah. forward now. Like they, yeah. Run, yeah, they run some, some like mid post stuff with him, and he's like a, he's like kind of an, um, honestly, like he facilitates a lot for that team. Honestly, like yeah, he's not, he's not a point guard. He doesn't handle it. He doesn't ever get a lot runs through, through him. him. A lot yeah. runs through him, and I think it'll just a lot still just runs through the paint, um, in the yeah. way that they play, and that's why they're. I think their shooting's been streaky because they're trying to figure out what percentage of paint versus per, per, uh, uh, transition versus uh, like half court offense where they can get some threes up and have guys slash, have guys get their shots. Uh, yeah, that's why I think that's been inconsistent. So interested to see where they go. Yeah. 
I mean, the thing that I'm like kind of predicting, I guess, is I'm assuming they're just going to make ticket gains the four now because he's six seven. He's kind of like Bryce's. Yeah. He's like long like Bryce. He's not big and like bulky like Bryce, but he's six seven, like yeah. 190, 200. Um, he's lefty. He's a really good shooter. I think he's 41% from three in Big East play right now. So he hit five threes against Marquette and Butler both. He hit five threes in both those games. So, I mean, he's an option right there. And I think he actually, you know, in terms of what I was talking about earlier of like trying to be, you know, just trying to alter your identity a little bit to, you know, what you're going to be like without Bryce, but still being an effective team on both ends of the floor. Like one of those ways is ticket because he's big enough, especially on Saturday, he's kind of like Mason Miller's size and build. So he can play the four. He can, he can match up with Mason Miller in the four on Saturday. Like that's a, that's an even matchup when you look at how both those guys are built. And then ticket is a shooter, just like Mason is a lefty shooter, even just like Mason is. So, You know, he's he can be a floor spacer for them. And honestly, that might like make it a little bit harder of a guard for Creighton because Bryce Hopkins wasn't shooting the three ball that well this year. And I think Creighton's defensive game plan, if Bryce were healthy, were, you know, just kind of like he wants to be out there, let him be out there, but make sure we keep him as far away from the basket as possible so he doesn't get to the free throw line and he doesn't get off into rebounds. Tickets not really that type of player. He's more of like a spot up, you know, stand on the perimeter, wait for the ball, let it rip kind of guy. So him and Mason, like, I think are kind of, like, similar. So I see that matchup being, you know, the same, but it's something that it's a different – it gives a different dynamic for Providence now because they can kind of bring him up, let him play the four, let him space the floor. And I'm assuming Corey Floyd, you know, the UConn transfer who has – I don't even say – I don't even know if up and down would be accurate. He's been kind of – he has not popped yet. Um Despite being a highly touted recruit coming out of high school. So I think he gets the first opportunity in the starting lineup. Um, and I think he'll play like the three and match up with Baylor or Trey. And I think they'll kind of bank on him to, you know, step it up and produce at a higher level than he's produced so far this year. Um, he's not shooting the ball well from three, but is this turnover ratio solid? He's a good athlete. So he's got some like. He he looks kind of the part, right? So you just gotta hope it pops if you're Providence. And but I think he's gonna get the first crack. And if not, they've got like Rich Barron, six five freshman. He's a really good shooter. I think he's forty five percent on the season. But a lot of I mean, it's forty five percent, but like four of he was four of six against Sacred Heart. So a lot of it's kind of baked into one game. But um, those are the two guys that I think will slot in if they if they if they move ticket up. And let him play up. I think those guys will slot in as wings to try to offset what you're losing with Bryce. If not, then you're looking at Rafael Castro, who's like more of a traditional big six eleven. You know, he's more of a five man. I don't know if he can play a four. I don't know what yeah. Providence looks like. I don't know what Providence looks like if they let Adoro and and Castro on the floor at the same time. Like they yeah, I don't think done that do all that. year. You know what I mean? So yeah, it seems like Floyd and maybe Barron will get like first shot, and they'll just be a little bit smaller. A little bit better at spacing the floor, but not as physical, you know. Yeah, and especially they know they're coming in to play a place that is about to try to play very fast, and so I think they'll mm-hmm. try to do the same or at least be prepared to. Yeah, that's a good point too, right? Like because they know how Creighton's going to want to play, so yeah, being smaller might be just like the way to get kind of comfortable and you know, like just play it. Figure things. Pace and see you what can happens, figure. Right? Yeah, you can yeah. figure a lot out. You can figure more things out going fast 
than you can going slow. So I, I don't know. Okay. I think yeah. that's the way you, that's the way you at least try to figure it out right now. Yeah. So that'll be interesting. Um, but I mean, Devin Carter's their dude. So like, I imagine like he's probably taking these, this, this kind of lead up right here, this prep, these, these few days where he's kind of like, all right, Bryce is gone. We gotta, we gotta flip the page because our seasons, we got, we got two months left. We gotta, you know, we still got a season left to play. And I imagine just like knowing his mentality and seeing the way he kind of answers the bell for them. Oh, he's trying uh, to, he's going to try to go crazy. Yeah. Like he's going to yeah. try to, he's, 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 he's been their dude, but he's going to try to be their dude probably even more because now he knows like that he can't have any slippage. You know what I'm saying? Like he, he has to be, I, I'm, I'm probably, I, knowing like alphas the way I kind of like we think we do, yeah. right? When you know, like it's, it's, gonna be even more on you you like go to a different spot right you know what i mean sometimes and oh, maybe sure. it doesn't go well it doesn't always play it doesn't always go well sometimes you do too much and you fail but like i think he's gonna come in on saturday with a mindset of like you know i'm taking this game like and i'm putting my team on my back and i'm i'm gonna carry us through this adversity you know so I, that's what i expected out of Devin carter don't you yeah absolutely he's and he's one of those guys that Big East championship aspirations, like loves playing in the Big East, plays hard, like plays yeah. hard and tries hangs his hat on playing hard, tries to be the, the dude who plays the hardest in the league. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I think definitely, I think obviously seeing how close he is to that team and like the type of leader and the type of alpha he is for that team, he's definitely going to try to take, you know, more of the responsibility to say, hey, we can still do this thing. Like those Big East aspirations are still alive. Let's like let's make a statement this game mm-hmm. and show, hey, we can beat a great team that's obviously well supposed to be really good at home. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, you know, it it could be something that like jolts them into, you know, a place where they're feeling good about the rest of the season. Keys who's more not let not let that happen. Who's more dangerous right now? A Creighton team that is one and two in league play or a Providence team that just lost its best player and has like is looking for its new identity? See, who's more da- who's Cre- more dangerous? See, a Creighton team that lost their first home game in Big East play. Yeah, because this this is the sec this is Creighton's second home game in Big East play. Both yeah. times you could argue that their opponent didn't have their best player. Not crazy. Like you can't so go zero and two in that, can you? If you're crazy, no, no way. You cannot. You cannot. Like, yeah, you have to. You have to. You have to win, and you have to do it well, don't you? And chase. I think this. I just really think the stat you brought up last pod was just so telling. Or I don't even know if you brought it up last pod, but the home the home records of the champions is just I think yeah. a, such a such a telling statistic. Where there's mm-hmm. some statistics that don't, you know, we're in a very statistic driven. Uh, world. sports world now, yeah, yeah. and so I think some don't matter. That one really, really jumps off the page to me, and I think knowing yeah. that that's is, ten years of data, like you can't argue exactly. With that. That's yeah. that's the battle. So I think knowing that definitely got to be able to protect home court and like get that get get off to that start. I think that's more what the game's about to me. I'm like, forget Providence not having their best player. I don't care who is walking in that door. We need to get our first home win. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we we didn't get our first home win before the new year. Like we got to get this one. This has to be has to be the one. I don't care who's coming through. So yeah. I think they're more because next because the next home Straight game up, is St. Yeah. John's and that one. Like the way they're playing right now, I would I wouldn't mess around and like lose to Providence and then bank on the fact that you yeah. can go get your like you don't want to like, like you get Georgetown and DePaul in like a three game stretch 
Like you don't want two get right games. You want to like get right against Georgetown and stay right, don't you? Like you don't want to get yeah. right and then fall back and then get right again and then try to like reestablish yourself. And Providence is the the emotional game will be their next home game without Bryce because they have two. They play yeah. at Creighton and at St. John's, and then they yes. go home next Saturday. The that Xavier, will be yeah. the that yeah. will be the emotional game okay. where they're like because then when when you're at home. That's when you feel it. That's when you have the crowd behind you. You know, it, uh, the crowd that knows how Maurice played in those moments in the game when we're trying to close it. They give us a little bit more oomph. Like Providence has a great crowd. Like mm-hmm. they'll know that, and they obviously care a lot about the kid, like Bryce. So they'll 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 want to get behind the team. Like that that becomes the emotional game. I think this one is they're figuring it out. Like hopefully, he'll, I mean, hopefully he'll be there. Like I mean, for the team, I don't know what his status is and all that, but like. That's where it was like when Maurice was on the road with us, like we're figuring it out. But it was at home when it was like the big embrace where it was like, mm. okay. Yeah. Now this is. I remember like there was like an ovation and everything like that. Yeah. 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 Now I'm like thinking back to it. Yeah. I think you're 100% right. Like that first home game when you lose your, when you, one of your studs is like, that's where you really feel the energy. Yeah. Cause you know, you're feel, with the crowd. You feel that, that connectedness that, like, yeah. yeah, it enhances that brotherhood, right? Yeah. Where it's like, yeah, because it's as great, even as great as a, like just knowing our opponent, like as as knowledgeable as the Creighton fan base is, and knowing our opponent when they come into town and everything, like it's not like, like I don't, I don't see us like I don't see people being like, oh, we're gonna give Bryce a standing, oh, whatever. Um, when he comes out, it's like obviously you feel bad and all that, but mm-hmm. it's like at the end of the day, got a game to win. Like we were saying, it is sports. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, no, he'll definitely have that embrace when he gets back to Providence and. Mm-hmm. The, just the figuring out process of the injuries, man. Yep. Uh, we'll get to questions in a sec. Let's oh, we do, got uh, some good ones. <laughs> we did get some good ones. Um, the first one I'm curious about, like, uh, one topic before we go into that, like, who's been, who was your most impressive team in the Big East over the last week since we re- since we last recorded? We we when did we record? We recorded Whoa. before Marquette, right? So we recorded yeah. before New Year's Eve. So who's who's been your most impressive team in the league so f- in that time frame? Good question. Um, I, mean, I guess I'm first. gonna. Yeah, can you go first? Because I, I, I don't want to give the basic answer. Go ahead. Um, I really like how St. John's is playing. So let me just like, <laughs> let me just say that the red oh, storm. You on just... it with the red storm today? The mask guy. I, I just. I, I think he's got. The, I, I watched them. I watched them defensively, and I see like an organizational situation there that's going to be a problem in February and March. Like I, I, Ooh, I think that's dropping. You, know, you don't. Right I don't now. think. I don't think you get worse with a new roster defensively. I think you get better, and I already see them growing. Like I think. I think. I think the team they are now would beat the team they were in November by twenty five. So, um, I'm impressed by them, but that's. I don't know if I'm gonna. Like, I don't know if that's my team over the last week. Mine is like, <clears throat> I'm impressed with Xavier, even though they didn't get the game at Nova. They like, because they're still really young, and I think like playing the way they did and having a chance to win twice at the buzzer at the Finn is like impressive to me. I think that's something that has like long a, a little bit of a ripple effect where it can boost your confidence. I know they're probably bummed that they didn't get the job done and and everything like that, but I don't know. Like I, I kinda like the way they played and I'm in 
I'm impressed by the way they gave themselves a chance. Plus, they're coming off of like a 20 point win over Seton Hall just before Christmas. After Seton Hall was coming off of a blowout win over UConn, so like, I, I kind of like the game to game what I've seen from Xavier. Right, like they blew out Seton Hall after losing to St. John's bad, and then they should like they put themselves in position to win at the fin, which we know is like really hard to do. Right, um, and then next they get UConn at home. No Donovan Klingon, so like there's an opportunity there for UConn for like Xavier to build off that. Then after that. They go to Providence for Providence's first home game without Bryce Hopkins. So, like, just think about this for a second. Let's say they take care of home court against an injured UConn. Let's say they go into That'll the amp, go into the amp and beat an injured Providence. Then the next two home games are Butler and Georgetown. So, like, I'm saying they could get on kind of a roll here before they head to Omaha. And I think right now, if I'm picking a team that I think impressed me over the last week, even though it didn't result in oh, something. No tangible like that seems to be that's my team anyway i was impressed by the way they played against nova see i was gonna say that too i was gonna say the way they played against nova but then also just the way they protected home court because i just think that i i I hate to keep hashing on it but i think that just matters and i think to start off to start off on a hot note at home is huge because then you just build up the habit of like nope we don't lose here it's just we just don't we don't and if you can take care of that, you're taking care of a lot. Um, and so to have like, and I thought Seton Hall, because Seton Hall was coming off their win over UConn going into Xavier, correct? Um, yes. And so going into yeah, Seton that, Hall yeah. Was, Seton Hall was, yeah, Seton Hall was like two days removed from beating UConn's brains in basically. I mean, they thought didn't beat they were, that, but they beat them by 15. That's impressive. Thought they were rolling. Thought they were rolling a little bit. And so yeah. for them to go and get kind of stomped in there, uh, yeah, I thought I I I looked I didn't I didn't give respect uh, the respect to uh, Xavier. I can actually no, I didn't give Xavier didn't earn the respect. Xavier's earning the respect now. I'll give them that. Mm-hmm. They're earning my That's, respect yeah. now because yeah, they they I, I they. Agree. I agree they didn't earn it before, but they're earning it now. Yeah, they have something. Quincy Oliveri, Quincy Oliveri. If you haven't seen Quincy Oliveri play yet, you should probably like. Yeah, tap I don't in. Know, watch watch that UConn game because that dude that dude tries that dude's that dude's got something to him. He's he's a, yeah. he's a hooper. Yeah, no, so they're impressive. Um, and then, yeah, I guess I'm not going to give who's impressive. I was going to – because I think my first answer was going to be who is impressive to me this season, but I don't even want to go on a tangent about them when I don't have to. Who was it? You don't want to go on a tangent? I don't want to have to. No, I think it's also just recency to... bias. Well, that was my question. It was recency bias. Just a week. Yeah, we'll I think it was just we'll it was the Creighton. It was just the team that beat Creighton right after the last episode. That's the only oh, reason. Okay. Okay. I got you. That's fair. Should we jump into questions then and call it a call it a pod? Let's do it, man. Uh, okay. Let's go to yours first. Um okay, so first question is from Brady Happy, former manager, right? Uh, to keep this ship, shout runs, out Brady, friend Brady. of the pod. That's right. Uh, to keep the ship running smoothly and to see success late in the season, what do you think the managers need to do to make that possible? So I have easiest answer for this. I just I got this from my man uh, Jim Harbaugh. He's about to be playing in the national championship. It's it's called have a SpongeBob mentality. All right, 
I need these guys to have a SpongeBob mentality going into the rest of the year to really uh, spark this because SpongeBob always attacks every day and his job with the utmost enthusiasm. Okay. Who loves their job more than SpongeBob? I don't know. And he's and flipping that... burgers okay. in the crusty crab, and he's uh -huh. happy about it. He's happy about it. Like so that's so... that's the answer. It's just have the enthusiasm of SpongeBob. I'm Channel sure your I... inner SpongeBob. That's I'm not it. sure I that's have anything to add for that. I well, I guess yeah. I'm not sure what the uh, well the, the effect of that is from a manager's point of view, but I guess yeah. What you the bring that energy to do. You think that's gonna that's gonna. I mean, so the one the one response you got from that was former fellow former manager Ian Kerwin saying high octane. So I think that like, high octane that's falls that's in line with is your... SpongeBob not high octane? Yeah, that's true. SpongeBob yeah. might be the most high octane character of all time. Fair enough. So you guys are on the same page there. So I think I mean you 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 know you know you've won a championship. You know what it takes. You've seen Chandler the managers at a high level. So yeah, Chandler in inner SpongeBob got it. Um, next question is from Mama Kalkbrenner. How Let's much go. We, how much do we miss Coach Huss, whose high point offense looks eerily similar to Creighton's? Um, I mean, we always miss coaches. Yeah, I mean, you always miss. That, we always miss coaches, coaches that, that leave, leave man. We miss. I miss Lutz. I miss D Rock. Yeah, I miss Preston. Lusk, you know, Lutz, Lutz, P Lutz. You know, you um, always miss him. Uh, but I think I guess that I guess like they're probably what in terms of like um. Uh, Creighton's offense this year versus like with Huss without Huss, I guess is probably the question. But like, I'm with you though. We do celebrate their success when they move on, right? Because like, he's a head coach now. Like, yeah, go high My point, guy, man. It's a high point pod too right now. For I don't sure. know, like, because I still feel like Mac is like the still the engineer of all of it. You know, um, yeah. I think Huss was like kind of a, you know, he br always brought a lot of energy to the gym. Like he's. Mm -hmm. He does. He's not like a soft spoken, not like a soft spoken dude. He talks fast. He talks loud, and so like he his like the tempo of his instruction is kind of like the tempo he wants Creighton's offense to operate at. Like pace in terms of like you know he doesn't waste seconds on getting instruction out for for guys what they, what he wants them to do how he wants them to execute. Um. So I don't know. Deliberate. I, I think, I think the principles. That's the word yeah. you're looking for. No, definitely, but I think the principles are still there. So I don't know if there's a lot of lot of if there's a drop off at all. Yeah, it's like do it's think, like the do you, do you think, it's you like, think you miss stuff when you I don't know like it's like it's like the Spurs tree in the NBA where it's like yeah. all the when all the offenses tried to emulate the, the like pops offense. Yeah. I think it's similar. Like obviously, Coach Max the Godfather, where he obviously has the blueprint for how to make this a successful offense. And then mm -hmm. you obviously there's coaches that, you know, that add their flavors too. I think coach Huss did a good job of just like adding attention to detail with certain things for the bigs and just guards running to corners, all that. I think coaches throw their own. There are definitely little things that coaches like bring to it, but I think overall, individual it's film study, like energy, yeah. like personalities. Yeah. Just like, like yeah, coaches, co certain coaches have like certain details they focus more on, you yeah. know? And I think it's like, cause like for guys like us, it was always like attention to detail about like spots in it. Right. And then other coaches will fo would focus on the movement of it. Um, in the pace in which like the movement mattered more than like the spots. Obviously it all matters. Right. But it's just mm -hmm. like, 
what each coach would focus on more so depending on the team um, and what they felt for the team. So I, I, I just think it's like the same recipe, different spices. For sure. And honestly, the or that's actually the same ingredients, different branding, <laughs> right? Different label same, on the bottle, maybe. Uh, yeah. Or, or like that's yeah, poor way to put it. Same meal, different way to make it. Like, I, I don't know. Okay. I got what you're saying. To me, it's like, to me, it's like there's, there's a common denominator in, all of Creighton's success over the past decade plus. Like, I'm that's not to say that the players weren't responsible for X, Y, and Z, or that assistants or trainers or managers weren't responsible for things along the way and didn't contribute to success along the way. But there's been one common denominator in, in all of it, and it's Greg McDermott. So it's like, the same shake. Yeah. Different flavors. That's what I, I'm sorry. I had to. I had to get there. You. I can Same see you look, look in your different. eye like you're. I had to. You're I had to get there. What I'm saying, but you're I still wasn't. trying to figure <laughs> I out. Wasn't. You're like, I wasn't. It was like it was like a kid in school. Like he's maintaining eye contact, but his brain is in a different place. I could tell. Like you were I was like, just, like, no, I had to recover. So from I get that. this. That didn't end. make sense. Yeah, yeah I can see you were struggling. Same ingredients, different spices. What spices are what you are ingredients, bro? Like, yeah, I'm sorry, it didn't, it didn't work, I'm but sorry. you but you figured it out there. You figured it out. Sorry, I had to get there. Yeah. Um. Let's see. Next question. Uh, this one's from Miller Sampson. Do you think a point of emphasis this game should be to get Mason more looks? With Hopkins out, I think Mace, I think Miller could break out this game. Hopkins is a great defender, and I think we should attack that area. Uh, I, don't know so I guess you go first. I, I mean, I guess the how is kind of like what what does that entail? Getting Mason involved more, um, like just running more specific stuff for him to get open and let it rip. Like, I think uh, I'm not sure how much Bryce affects that. First of all, like yeah. that, I don't know. I think they would try to. I think if there was a way to, I mean, first of all, I think you want to make Bryce play as far away from the basket on both ends of the floor in the first place and Mason's strength is three-point shooting. So I think if Bryce, even if Bryce were playing, I think there would still, like, with or without him, I think there's still, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I'm not sure. That's the one thing. I'm not sure how much Bryce affects that. Um, I think, I, I don't know. I think when Creighton's offense is doing what it's doing, like, like, Jacob and I talked on the Blue Jay, like, the postgame pod, like, we we just said it comes down to this for Creighton. They got to do what they do, but better. Like, yeah, what they're doing is not the problem. How they're doing it is right now is the problem. Like, they, they don't have issues with style, and scheme, or personnel. Like, they, I mean, everyone's got personnel issues. You figure that out. You mask your weaknesses. You enhance. You accentuate your strengths, and that's how you get through a season. But what Creighton's doing is not the problem. How they're doing it is what is kind of biting them right now. You know what I mean? So I think Definitely. that's it comes out of that for me. And I think featuring like featuring Mason Miller more is just going to come within the flow of doing what they do, but better. So I think that comes back to what we talked about on the postgame pod after Georgetown. Like Creighton just needs to be better at what they're trying to do. And I think that will lead to more opportunities for a Mason Miller 
uh, more opportunities to score for Ryan Kalkbrenner, the guys that don't always have the ball in their hands all the time. Um, even a Steven Ashworth when Trey's playing the point, like, you know, the only two guys that really have their finger on the pulse of what Creighton's doing offensively, especially is Trey Alexander and Baylor Shireman because they're the playmakers. They're the primary playmakers. So yeah, I think if Creighton's flowing and they do what they do and they execute the way they're designed to execute, um, I think we could see a big game from Mason without it being intentional. Does that make sense? Like without it being like, no, 100%. All right, we're going to try to feature Mason. I think he could have a good game if Creighton just executes at a higher level. Yeah, because to go back to the to the question, it's I don't think you ask Mason to be more aggressive. I don't think you tell right. him, hey, like you're going to get more shots this game. Like, right. just, like be ready. Like you're you you have a lesser defender on you. I don't think that's any part of the conversation. I think it's more, yeah. You he has the same like you highlighted it well. I think he has the same opportunity he had if Bryce were playing, where it's like, yeah, you you're pivotal in this game plan. Like if you can, you know, create opportunities for yourself, you you have the chance to have a breakout game so to speak in the, in the question like i don't think him being more aggressive results in a breakout game i think him taking advantage of the opportunities he was going to have in this game no matter what could result in a breakout game it could it could have been a breakout game with or without bryce um so i, I yeah i just think it's he has a good matchup like i think if if the offense like to what you were just you like your post game point is if the offense can do what they do better He'll be able. He'll be in positions to be able to break out better, but they're just not putting anybody in positions to break out in any kind of performance right now, just because how they're doing things. But uh, they'll get there. Next question from Sean Pfeiffer. Uh, seems like we're isolating Kalk in the. Po- okay, I actually looked this one up so we can answer this specifically. Uh, seems like we're isolating Kalk in the post less this year. Is that due to the double teams? that have been constant or Kalk having more perimeter ability. Um, I think the perimeter part of it is like very minimal, first very of all. Minimal. So let me just say that. But here's the here's the breakdown. Um Buckbinner's sophomore year, that was when they had Ryan Hawkins. Uh they posted up nine point four percent of their possessions, Creighton did. So that was obviously like twofold, right? You had Kalkbinner, but you also had a guy in Ryan Hawkins at the four, who was a good basket, uh, like back to the basket player, you know what I mean? Um, and I, I don't know. Did he, I can't remember. Did he play the four or the three with Kaluma out there? He played the three, didn't he? I can't remember. They interchanged I those. Think it was the three. It was the three, yeah. Yeah. But he could play with his back to the basket is the point. And Creighton did isolate, isolate him on post ups a lot. Um, yeah, there were, there, there's a lot so, of design post ups for the three. Yeah. Um, last year, 8.7% of Creighton's possessions were post-ups. This year, 7.6%. So it's gone down gradually. It has. Um, Kalkbrenner was at 29%. Kalkbrenner had 29% of Creighton's post-ups as a sophomore. Uh, 37% of their post-ups last year and 30, just over 30% of them this year. So his post-ups from year to year are down. But his post-ups, of, his, his number of Creighton's post-ups are, are up. He was. He only had forty three percent of Creighton's post ups as a sophomore because of Hawkins. Again, I said um, last year he had sixty two percent of Creighton's post ups, and this year he has sixty five percent. So overall, the post ups are down, but his his percentage of them out of Creighton's offense are up. Um, he ranks fifth in the Big East in post up possessions per game. He's at three point nine, so he's below Klingon, Soriano. Um, crap. Adoro, who's going to play tomorrow? 
And then, oh, God, what's the butler dude's name? Andre Screen. He's below those four guys in post-ups per, per, per game. He's tied for first in role man possessions per game. He's at 2.7. So um, he's getting touches still. Uh, I think... I think definitely how create how teams are defending Creighton is limiting his ability to to get the ball because like they just know they know he's the catalyst for everything. Like one, if you play him one on one in the post and you don't have someone who's as big and you know um effective as as he is, he's gonna score at like a seventy percent clip. Like you just know that from his numbers, you know what I mean? His his points for possession on post ups are one point Two two this year, that's a career high. Like it's higher than it was last year, higher than it was as a sophomore. So you know if he gets the ball, he's finishing at a really high rate, an elite level. So yeah, the 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 kind of the gamble I guess teams have made is like, all right, let's make it let's make it so Kalkbender can't get lobs, can't get post ups, put a cloud around him at all times, make him uncomfortable, just make him as much of a non factor offensively as we possibly can. Turn him into a ball screen guy, essentially. And we'll, you know, we'll live with just our our discipline and our principles on the perimeter and force Creighton to be force Creighton to beat us with a th- with three point shooting variants, essentially. Like let's make Creighton be a forty five percent three point shooting team every single night, essentially. Um that's kind of the gamble. I mean, the one team that didn't do it was Central Michigan. And I honestly think Creighton could have scored 150 points that day. Like they won 109-64. Hawkmaner did not miss. Like he was seven for seven from the field. They played him one on one, and honestly, it still opened up a bunch of stuff on the perimeter because Isaac Trout and Mason Miller hit like nine threes between them that day. So, um, yeah, the gamble that like playing Hawkmaner one on one, the chain reaction of what it does for Creighton's offense is destructive to a defense. So, yeah, a big part of it is the way teams are defending Creighton the drop-off in post-ups, even if yeah, it's gradual. I, yeah, no, I, I, I 100% think it's the way they're guarding it. I think the frustration, um, just even probably as a fan, I'm trying to think of like where the question, what the question is even just trying to get at more, is where it is, is he's actually being put in, one thing I've really noticed, um, and the way the teams are defending him, is he's being put in very difficult positions for him to pass out of and teams know that and so getting him into those positions where he's slow to pass out of it because when he's decisive out of it like you said when he's either score it pass it one of the best especially like deeper in the post but when he's catching it like high post dunker spot like mid uh like um what is it like just even mid up the paint line like Teams are putting him in those positions on purpose, where it's an easy catch, but then they're doubling, and it's forcing him. It's it, it, it's forcing indecision, and just slow reactions to it, where it's 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 harder for him to get into his post ups. So I think that's just it. It just boils down to the way teams are defending him. That's really it. It's just a way different way the way that they're defending him, which is rightfully so. Last question uh, from Faux Lenardi. I think this is your – I don't know this. My guy. Out. Yeah, but I my see him guy. a lot. Um, my guy, Faux. Faux. Who's the best role player in the last 10 years? And the qualifier <laughs> was like – That's such under, a big question. I know it is. Under eight to nine points a game, you could insert on this team and make it instantly better. 
and he said his would be Ronnie, and he guessed he guessed it would be yours as well. Is that are you gonna confirm or deny? Yeah, Ronnie, or what was like what was Damian Jefferson's career low average in a season? Okay, hold on, I'll look it up for you because I I did not consider that one because I figured he was over it. Yeah, me too. But I'm not, I'm thinking like maybe his first year at Creighton because even like his first year. Why I'll do you say that. Why do you say Ronnie before I for while I'm looking up Damian's stats? Why do you say Ronnie? Defend that real quick for this team. Yeah, they need a spark plug, but they okay. also need a spark plug. They need a spark plug, um, but they also need just someone versatile, like because especially like what I talked about, even when uh, for like for us, like some of the like just this year's team. Um, some of the turnovers are, have just been egregious, like in the half court or in the front court, um, and and in just trying to initiate offense, and that's mm-hmm. what Ronnie was great at. That's what Ronnie was great at. No one could bump him off his dribble; he could always get us into our offense as efficiently as possible. Um, and we leaned on that a lot when Maurice went down, and so I think this team just needs that because they don't really have a dominant I can get us into our offense at all times get to my spot at all times guy okay and doing pretty, it with high energy that's so, good yeah, logic I, that's good logic I'm gonna I'm gonna I regret to inform you that Damian Jefferson does not qualify ever yeah I didn't think so because we were, we were told eight to nine points a game and then I asked if 8.4 was acceptable and they said folks yes. said yes um Damian was over nine and as a junior and he averaged 12 points a game as a senior so Killa. Does not does not Killa. qualify. Baller though, damn straight hooper. I'll take him on every single team. Yes, sir. <laughs> From now till the end of time. Um, mine is easy because of the qualification. Because I eight point four was specific. Because I looked up this player and I saw that they averaged eight point four as a senior. So um, that's why I had to ask if that qualifies. And they so shout out to Fo Lenardi, whoever you really are. Um, <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for allowing this to qualify because mine's Toby Hegner. Oh, um, that's a good one. Yeah. So, I mean, he was a starter, so it's like hard to call him like a, I don't know if he qualifies as a role player if he's a starter, but like I just, because my thing that I'm keeping going game to game that continues to be something that I think is going to be a concern in the long term is like, how do you get Cockburn off the floor and not just absolutely get get killed by it? You know what I mean? Like Creighton's not getting... The drop off at the five when Cockburner's off the floor is dramatic. And it's making it hard for Cockburner to be off the floor. And if it's hard for him to be off the floor in January, I just I don't know. I, I just hope he doesn't wear down because like that's a lot of minutes for a big man to play, you know what I mean? Especially all he's asked to do on both ends of the floor. Like it's not like he can hide. It's not like Cockburner can ever rest on the floor. Some guys like can play 35 minutes and rest. Toby's a good one. And rest on the floor. Toby's got versatility. So, like, he can play the five. He can play the four. He's going to be mad I didn't think of him, too. He's going to listen to this. He can shoot. He can stretch the floor. So, he can be a floor spacing five for Creighton, which is unique, right? They don't have that right now. Um, He can score in the post. He can rebound well. He can defend fives or fours. Like, maybe not late in his career. Could he defend fours late in his career with all the ankle problems? Am I giving him too much credit? Fours, 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 yeah, fours, maybe. Okay, okay. So yeah, I think four. Well, I mean, I just know he could hardly move as his career got on. So like the ankles were were shot. So like ankles were definitely shot. 
but that's what I mean. He can defend fours and fives. He can play the four and five on both ends of the floor. He can shoot the ball. He can rebound. He can score yeah. in the low block. Like I, I, I think Toby yeah. is like give me, give me, give me Toby Hegner because I think they if 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 the qualification is under eight and a half points a game, Toby's like a guy that Creighton badly needs right now. That that kind of that kind of production as a backup five. Yeah, but like if if I threw a lineup out there with like 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 you could throw like Ronnie Trey, you could have Calk out. Oh man, yeah, I think yeah, Toby fixes more your problems with this team with 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 the Calk out the game. The question is like who makes Ronnie enhances better, but you already have he makes them instantly. Yeah, no, he makes them instantly better. Who makes who makes Ronnie? Okay, so, Ronnie and right. no Toby. Makes Toby this, makes him instantly makes better. better. Toby, makes Toby, Toby better, makes him instantly better. Toby? Toby makes him instantly better. I'll give you this. I will concede because I think Ronnie enhances the team. Toby makes his team just better overall yeah. because he fills gaps. I, I, yeah, he, he fills, fills gaps. gaps exactly. Yeah, he I does things that him. nobody else on this team can do. You have people with things Ronnie can do. Ronnie can just do them better. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I think Ronnie is like a valuable piece of a team. But I think yeah. this team, what this team needs right now, is probably. I think Toby is more what this team right, needs right now than Arani. I agree with you. I will. I will. I will concede. To, I agree. We will call that a pod, right? We will call that the revenge of the sixth. The red revenge of the sixth pod. So I hope all. I hope you guys all enjoyed the chat. Um, again, shout out to the January Sixers in solitary confinement. This pod is impossible without you. Um. So yeah, for my man Jordan Scurry, I'm Matt D. Marinas. We'll obviously have a post game pod up after Providence tomorrow. Uh, tip off Let's at go. one at CHI. So follow Scur on Twitter at. I never even asked you about your at ever before. It is a weird at. You got to adjust this thing. But it's at Jordan, Jordan. underscore S zero nine. Right. Yep. So yeah, follow Jordan. My birthday September 9th. Is that that's not okay with you? Well, I just didn't like. I've never seen that in an app before, or since. So like, your your ad is like unique. It's like a unicorn ad. Okay. You know what I mean? Maybe I'll change it. I'll try to get my. I'll try I mean, to get you can take that any way you will want. Will that be good enough for you? I see if, if I get verified, will that be I good? See, I see. Do your, I need a well, blue check you, for you? That'd be cool. I mean, no, you don't need one for me. I can see you're getting offended, and I think it's funny. I just. Well, I mean, mentioned. you're not. You're not. You're just shitting on my ad name. Was I shitting on it? I thought I was just not every not team. everyone can just like get their government on Twitter. I thought I, right? why can't I mean, you? Get, why can't why can't you? Is there a scurry out there? I, we should look it up. Yes, I think there, there is. is. Have you tried? I don't know. Okay, I don't know. I'll, Maybe I'll try it after I mean, this. Mine's just bullied mine's, out of my at name. I'm not bullying you. I'm just saying it's unique. You're. I think you feel self conscious about it apparently because your reaction totally changed. Like, well, yeah, I, I, I didn't. Like I, think, I think you've. It sounds like you've been wanting to change it for a bit, you know. That's well, what now I, I want to change. Yeah, now I'm, I'm a little self conscious now. Now I want. It change looks it. like you are. That's what I'm saying. Mine's yeah. just first. Mine's first initial, middle initial, last name. That's I kept it simple. All right. Well, in the seventh grade when I made this, I didn't know how Twitter was going down. All right. I don't know. I, I, I didn't really? want to look it up. When Let's did see. I make it? December twenty. They tell you when? December twenty eleven. Oh no, that's. That's high school. Okay, right okay. before high school. That's high school. Yeah. So that's what grade is that? Because you were a freshman in. I graduated college and or college. So yeah, sixteen, seventeen 16. was your freshman year, right? 
right? Yeah, so you might have been in eighth grade. That was my nope. That was, even... my fr- that was my first freshman year. I did five years of high school. You did five years of high school? Yeah, so I made that my first freshman year. So that was okay. Oh god. So I need so to go back now. I'm gonna so change my name and go back and delete old tweets today now that we're talking about my Twitter. What's dude, I didn't mean to like I, I don't I don't no, I, I, I don't need to get spiraling right now. No, I just I, I, I didn't I didn't know if you had one of those things that like can you can look up because that's why I had to delete my Facebook. I, am... I used to like I used to just put lyrics out there and just be like just go on Did Twitter really? like I was rapping. Oh, oh we so need to bad. find. I'm gonna I'm gonna have someone find. That's why I had to I had to delete my Facebook because I remember my senior year of high school right before I came to Creighton like in the dining hall like my basketball like after practice one day the basketball team they was clowning they went on my Facebook like <laughs> reading my old Facebook posts. <laughs> I can't even read it. I can't even say what that I used to say out there. It was the only place I used to get away from my parents. I was from the suburbs. All right. Okay. So, so eight, eight. Uh, so oh, at, at jscurry12 is available. There's no, there's no, but there's a lot of at jscurries. There's like a couple. See? What's your middle initial? What's your middle eight. name? Derek. Derek? I like that. No white. Oh, whoops. I spelled. Hold up. Oh, there's an at J- Jason D. Scurry has JD Scurry. You're about he to has... find my, like, just a bunch of scurry. You're about to create a whole gang. I'm about to unearth. I'm, I'm going to see if I can unearth. Matt's about, gonna, to, Matt's about to be DMing people. No, Sunday, you, how about this? Find, you, yeah. find, you find the name you want for me. DM that person. You uh-huh. pay them for their handle for me. Since you're the one who has a problem with my, do you want me to? You want me to? I don't have a problem with your handle for the fourth time. Like you have a problem with me (laughs) talking about your handle like that. That's that's what we're at right now. I don't. Well, I just don't like that you don't like mine. That's that's that's. I don't. I don't have any feelings towards yours at all. I said it was unique. Yes, you do. Unique is like it. Okay. No, that's like a down the middle description. You know what? I don't. I don't. It's unique. It's not good or bad. It's unique. (laughs) This is the end of This is the end of Scurrying the Scrub. <laughs> this is episode. the bonus. This is the series finale. This is the bonus feature. Thank you guys for staying this long. If you this stay like, this long, I can't believe it. Oh, this is good. Tony. This is Tony's snap right here. I just snapped Scurrying the Scrub out of out of existence with talking about Scur's handle. Um. All right, everybody. We'll talk to you. We'll talk to you next week on this pod. We'll talk to you tomorrow on the other pod. So just, yeah, keep following along. We got stuff for you, always. Have a good one. Have a great week.